Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Welcome to another edition of How Now Podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a spiritual life coach, author, minister, and founder of Redefining You, where I help my clients align themselves mind, body, and spirit. Thank you for joining me again as we talk about, again, how to live in the now. Last week's show, we talked about fitness, getting our bodies in shape. We talked about how this pandemic has affected us physically. Uh, you know, we've been sitting in front of monitors, watching Zoom meetings, and we're looking for ways to get our bodies in shape. But this week, I want to talk about diet. I want to talk about the different ways in which we can uh, change our diet or look at different aspects of our diet so that we are a well-oiled machine so that they go hand in hand with how we're taking care of ourselves physically, what we're putting in our body. And we're hearing a lot about plant-based, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, gluten-free. There are a whole lot of things that are going on. You have people who have allergies. And so diet has really been uh, a huge part of uh, the health industry. And we've been seeing uh, some real, it's been a little muddled for some, so we need some clarity. So I'm excited to have uh, my guest joining me today to talk about, you know, those building blocks. And the title of this show is Temple Living, Building Blocks to Proper Nutrition. So as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself because when we introduce ourselves to the world, we are introducing ourselves in the manner in which we want to be received. And so with that being said, at this time, I'll have my guest to introduce herself. Well, good afternoon, Kim. My name is Janet Young, as you know. Some people call me Dr. Janet. Some people call me a nutritionist. But I prefer to call myself a holistic nutrition specialist, which means my focus is not just on food, but the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Yes. I'm also a natural health educator. I have a doctorate in natural health. I'm a nutrition instructor, a wellness consultant, a health coach, and a writer. I also conduct workshops and classes for schools, community and government organizations, and churches. In 2007, I established the Natural Pathway LLC, which was born out of my passion to provide practical information that empowers people to make healthier lifestyle choices. I've recently written a book entitled Taking Care of Our Temple, mm. Building a Healthy New Life, which will be released later this year. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being here with me, Janet. I appreciate you coming in and helping to, to kind of demystify some of the things. Because like I said, we've had a lot of things thrown at us with regards to nutrition. Like I said, the whole plant-based, vegan, you know, taking all kinds of supplements. There are a whole lot of things that are swirling around. And I mean, you know, it's been, it's been confusing. I've, I've been confused, you know, I'm, I'm a diabetic. I've been a diabetic for 
uh, 20 years and have been able to control some of uh, um, my eating habits and, and control my blood sugars with diet and exercise. So that's been beneficial for me. But I know that, uh, you know, there are certain things that they say you can and you cannot do. So, you know, right now people are trying to figure out what's their course of action. It's a new year. So, you know, it's the whole new year, new you. And so people are looking for ways to um, establish new eating habits. And, and there's just a lot going on. So, you know, talk to me about how, uh, you know, you're, you're helping your clients to, to establish some building blocks first before they just dive into some of these diets and finding out that things are maybe not what they should be. Well, I guess the first building block is a reminder that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we're called to honor God with our bodies. When we don't do this, we pay serious consequences. But I want people to know just because you've developed bad habits doesn't mean you have to continue them. Yeah. I guess with the exception of COVID-19, I firmly believe that many of the illnesses and deaths that we experience today could be prevented if we simply had more knowledge about how to take better care of ourselves. Absolutely. Dr. Maya Angelou once said, when you know better, you do better. That's right. When you become more knowledgeable, you can make wiser choices to help you live a stronger, healthier life. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That's true. Our body is a temple and we have abused it, <laughs> especially like you said, during this pandemic, because we, we haven't uh, you know, eaten properly. Some of us have just, you know, been couch potatoes. We've been sitting around. We haven't been eating properly. I used to travel extensively and, um, you know, that was difficult to do too. Just trying to figure out, you know, how do I eat and, and what do I eat and what's accessible? And we tend to go with those things that are fast and quick. So, you know, we need to, to figure out how do we establish like you said, healthier and better eating habits so that we're not damaging or causing further uh, health issues moving forward. Well, the link to food and health has been known for quite some time. Hippocrates said, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Mm -hmm. Later on, Thomas Edison said, the doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will among other things, focus on a proper diet. Now, of course, we're not there yet with the doctors, but we still have hope. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's dig a little deeper into these building blocks. How do we start, how does a person determine what's best for them? Because it's like, you know, a lot of people are doing the vegan and I thought about it. And when I spoke to um, my doctor, they're like, no, that may not be best for you considering your, um, you know, considering, uh, your, your diabetes, you want to be careful. So what is the best course of action when somebody is trying to decide on an eating regimen? Well, what I want to let you know is I don't focus necessarily with a few exceptions on particular diets because we're not all the same. We all have different needs. And so one particular diet may work well for you, but not work best for somebody else. My approach is very, very, very basic. We need to remember that what you eat can either make you healthy or unhealthy. When you eat better, you can live better. The choice is yours. But when you choose to eat and live better, it'll probably be necessary to make some changes 
and you mentioned how we're at the beginning of a new year. A lot of us are considering making changes. So I wanna to present to you three main changes that may be different for you, or they may be something that you're already doing. Okay. In this age of COVID, when we go to the store, our first thing I wanna talk about is changing how you shop. And when we go to the store nowadays, we have to wear a mask, okay? Mm -hmm. but also you need to go armed with a grocery list to help you stay focused, to keep you from doing impulse buying. It's also best to shop the outer aisles of the store for the freshest items. Mm. And when you're choosing fresh fruits and vegetables, shop for color. Look for the reds, the yellows, the oranges, the green. Those are the foods that provide the most nutrients and antioxidants. Now, when you're looking at canned foods, that's the last choice you should make. Instead, buy fresh or frozen fruits and vegetables. But next you have what I call my mantra, which is read your nutrition facts labels. That's what you need to focus on and the ingredients list. Food labels don't just tell you about calories, although it's listed among mm -hmm. other things, but they also tell you about the percentage of things like sodium, sugar, and fats that are in a product. You mentioned you're diabetic, so you probably are reading your facts labels to find out how much sugar is in something. Now, when you look at your ingredients list, it's important to pay attention to the first five ingredients because if something is listed among the first five, that means that product has a lot of it in there. Things you want to avoid and you see these a lot listed among a lot of other things, but high fructose corn syrup, and we uh -huh. hear a lot about that. So that's probably something that, again, you're well aware of that you need to stay away from. Also, we wanna stay away from the hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated oils. The excessive sodium, which is in everything, and it's in everything in excess already. We want to stay away from the excessive or the hidden sugars and sugar substitutes. Again, something I'm sure you're well familiar with. We also want to do away with the preservatives, the additives, and the dyes. Now, when you're looking at a fax label, it'll tell you about the serving size. But what you need to remember is it's based on a single serving. So when we're piling on the food, when we're just eating, we're not paying attention to serving size, yeah. but a single serving is what that is really telling you about. And so if your portion is really equal to two servings, right. then you need to multiply all the other daily value amounts by two. Right. Now that's maybe a different line of thinking for some people, because like I said, we're not paying attention to serving size. But again, if you really want to know about the daily value amounts that you're getting, consider what your portion really looks like. Right. I was just going to say, uh, you know, you, you make a very, very valid point because so many times I used to just look at the label and I was like, oh, it says 210. Okay, great. Not realizing that there were five in there, five servings in there. Right. And that, that number had to be, you know, I mean, and I'm, be, I, I'm, I'm giving a, a, uh, a huge example there and saying that, you know, it's going to be five servings. But most of the time, it's like you're saying, there'll be two or three servings and we'll think that's because it's packaged smaller that, oh, that's just what this, this has to be the serving size because everything has been so oversized that that's what we think a typical serving size is. So I'm glad that you made that point because we do that. 
we look at it and we, I, you know, I look for the big calorie number on there and I say, oh, okay, good. So I can eat this whole thing and it's only going to be 250 calories and realized later that it was 500 calories because yeah. I ate the whole thing and it was two servings. So, exactly. I mean, thank you for bringing that up because it is important. We must read every aspect of it and make sure that we understand it. So that's key. I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's important for you to yeah. bring that up from a personal perspective because again, what you just mentioned is what most of us, if not all of us do. Right. Also, it talks about daily values, and daily value is the recommended amount of nutrients per day based on a 2,000 to 2,500 calorie diet. How many of us are ingesting way more than that? Like you said, when we're piling on the portions and not paying attention to what the size is. But daily value tells you about the total fats, saturated fat, cholesterol, sodium, the carbs, the fiber. Now, interestingly enough, even though it's something that you need to keep track of, a daily value has not yet been set for sugar. Mm. But, to, but, but to put this in perspective, think about, most experts agree that if there were a daily value, it would probably be less than 40 grams. Okay. But again, to put it in perspective, know that one teaspoon equals four grams. One teaspoon equals four wow. grams. Cool. So when you have just one can of soda, you probably have already consumed your daily value of sugar. And that's just with one drink. That doesn't include what you'll eat the rest of the time, the rest of the day, what you may have with that soda. So we need to pay attention to things like that. Wow. You see, and you talk about soda and I'm thinking, all I can think about is buffets where mm -hmm. they have, where they just come in and they're bringing soda unlimited. And so you're, you're drinking so many of your calories and, and just like you said, going surpassing that and then not even in, not even considering that the food you're eating, of course, has the calories. Too. So you, you're walking out of there with so many more calories or you, you exceeded way past what you were going to do, just going past that one cup of soda. So, you know, have yeah. them bring water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Now, one thing that probably attracts us to a product are the health claims. And you'll see things like enriched and fortified or low or reduced fat or fat free or no trans fats. Those are the things that attract us to the product in the first place. You'll see things that say low sodium or sugar free. Mm -hmm. um, also whole grain, whole grain goodness. You'll see that advertised. Even the word natural. But natural doesn't always mean that it's nutritious. And so we need to be aware of what those health claims really are meaning. And that's why it's so important to read the nutrition facts label as well as the ingredients list to know what you're really getting and is what you're getting what you're really seeking. Right. And you make a very valid point there as well. And, you know, uh, the only reason why I speak on this is because I'm, I don't eat pork or beef. And that's just because my body doesn't seem to digest it well. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk about reading labels and the importance of reading labels, I'll give an example. Um, you know, I like um, to to get the little uh, turkey sausage. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, the, the like the ones that look like uh, like a kielbasa type of, of uh, sausage. Right. right. And um, I mean, I had been using a particular brand that, you know, is turkey based and I just recently was reading the package because um, I had a friend tell me about a chicken sausage and I was like, oh, this is great. And she was like, well, be careful, make sure you read the label 
because the label says that it is encased in pork casing, even though it's a chicken sausage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, and so I said, let me look again at my turkey sausage because I know it can't possibly be encased in pork. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And so here it is, you know, you're thinking that, you know, you may not feel well or you may eat something and, and just like, mm, I don't know, it didn't go well, or it's just traces of it. But all this time I was thinking that I was eating a turkey sausage that was encased in, I don't know what I thought it could have been encased in otherwise, but here it was, it's encased in pork. And that was something that I don't typically eat. And so, you know, it's, it's important, like you said, to really read those labels. And I mean, you may not have time to stand there in the store and read the label while you're standing there, but at least, you know, start doing your research and, and reading those labels and doing things ahead of time. So just, like you said, you go there, you're making, you know, smart choices and, and um, making sure that those portion sizes are what they need to be. So that's wonderful that you bring those things up. Well, that, that's absolutely true. And like you said, if you don't have time to stay in the store at that time, because it, it will take you longer to shop than you're used to shopping, but it's worth it in the long run. But if you don't have the time, like you said, do your own research. And that's why when you're developing your grocery list, that'll help you put it on your grocery list. And maybe that'll help you stay focused and you can get through the store a little faster if you've done your research ahead of time. Other things you wanna consider is to select locally grown food and eat what's in season. Mm. Eat local and in season is what I call it. The other thing, if you can't buy organic, and I know a lot of us can't because organic costs a lot more than regular food, and that's a whole nother show right there. So how, that, how they get away with that, okay? When you're striving to be healthy and you can't afford to get the healthier options. But anyway, when you if you can't buy organic, choose at least thick skin versus thin skin produce to re- reduce the amount of pesticides that's on your food. And when you get your produce home, wash it well, wash it well. Now, the the second change that you need to make is to change how you cook. So you bought the food, you bring it home, you're getting ready to cook it. Your kitchen should be stocked with certain just regular things that you have on hand all the time, like onion, garlic, Mm. rosemary, turmeric, paprika, cinnamon, ginger, and then vegetable stock or chicken stock that's free range or organic. Now, if you're adding your salt and pepper, use Celtic sea salt. Mm. There's actually a brand called No Salt, which is made out of potassium chloride, not sodium chloride. Or my favorite, Bragg's liquid aminos, which is known as a soy sauce substitute, but you can also use it to season your food if you're striving for a saltier taste. Mm. And then use cayenne pepper rather than black pepper. You need to look at the oils that you're using because all oils aren't meant to be heated. Again, once again, you need to read your labels. What's the smoke point of this particular oil that you're using? Now, this is one that's going to make some people mad, but You need to steam or stir fry your veggies rather than cook them to death. So that means that pot of greens, you don't have to cook it all day. Because when you do that, not only do you cook the color out, but you cook the nutrients out, okay? 
So you don't need to cook your veggies all day long. Now, another one that's going to make some people mad because we're used to the fried meat. Yes. You want to learn to bake or broil or gas grill your meat or your poultry or your seafood. And then this last point, you may need to go out and get you another set of cookware because you uh-huh. want to avoid aluminum and nonstick cookware, which can leach into your food. Wow. Instead, instead you want to use copper or cast iron, ceramic, glass, or stainless steel. That's the type of cookware that you need. Wow. Because yeah, you hear a lot about no stick. And you know, a lot of people tend to do that. And, you know, don't stake my pots. Everybody has a lot of no stick and Teflon, and you hear a lot about those. So what, that's something that I was not aware of. You know, I know you have, you know, your grandma and all of them had the big cast iron pots and the heavy pots, but they tend to push the, uh, the uh, no stick and the Teflon and those type of pans. But it's good to know aluminum and copper. I've seen a lot of the copper ones starting to come back as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Wow. And like you said, yeah. grandma knew best when she had that cast iron skillet for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't just to hit somebody upside the head. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> of. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it was, it was dual purpose. <laughs> but yeah, just like you said, I mean, and you know, and they lived long lives, and and yeah, you know, yeah. just keeping it basic and not trying to do things that are newfangled. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Now the last change I want to talk about is changing how you eat. Now, a lot of us, maybe not now, but before COVID hit, we, we were eating on the run, okay? And, and we were gobbling it down. Right. So what we need to do is sit down, eat slowly, and chew your food well. You really need to pay attention to that. Yeah. Now, the next one is a big one. And again, some people are going to get upset when I talk about this, but you need to practice portion control based on serving size. Now, there are two guides that exist. One was developed by the government called My Plate. And then there's another one that's called the Harvard Healthy Eating Plate, which is my personal favorite. But these will serve as your guides for what portions on your plate should look like. Most people have veggies as a side, a side dish, and they make meat the main course and plan everything around that. But actually your veggies, your fruit and veggies should equal half your plate. Mm. Most, most of your veggies should be equal to half your plate. Then you have your whole grains, your beans, your legumes that should be equal to a fourth of your plate. Your meat or other animal protein should actually be a fourth of your plate, not the majority of your plate. Right. If you have indigestion or other digestive issues when you eat certain things, you might consider food combining or eating according to your blood type. I found out for myself when I started eating according to blood type and I'm blood type O, when I eliminated certain things like wheat and corn and dairy, my sinus headaches, my sinus congestion went away. And you don't really make the link between food and health until you try something like that. And you realize, oh, I don't have this problem anymore. 
but you need to be willing to make the changes. Yeah. Well, I think what's important is you have to listen to your body. Yes. You know, and as things change, or, you know, just like I said, with the pork and the beef, it wasn't anything, yeah. it wasn't religious reasons or anything like that. It was just that it just felt like when I ate something, and I mean, I loved a good medium rare steak. I mean, you know, my grandmother was born here in, in Georgia, and I'm even though I'm from New York, kind of, we was eating all kinds of hog moss chitlins, and I, like, Honey, I ate the entire pig from the, from the rooter to the tuna. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I ate. But I, you know, it finally got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I, I just, when I ate the food, it just felt like it laid with me for like, it's, it's like it yes. days for my body to process the food. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, I just didn't feel well. Yeah. And you know, yeah. sometimes we just eat through it. We just think, oh, it's just a sort you know, I just have a, a you know, an upset stomach. I'm just going to take some Tums. I'm just going to, you know, take some Pepto-Bismol and then I'm just going to, yeah. you know, dive back in. And you, you continue to repeatedly eat those same foods without making the connection that exactly. Hey, and I think I spoke to you some, some years ago, you know, about eating the superfood salads. And I was like, why yes. am I having so much gas and what's going on? And, and not realizing that certain combinations of food, you know, cause damage to our bodies or our body is telling us, Hey, this is not working for me. These yes. onions are not working for me or these tomatoes are not working for me. And we don't listen to our bodies. And I think it's important that we do that as a part of that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're more in tune with yourself than a lot of other people are, but it's good that you finally made that connection. Something else that people need to consider, and this might be hard for a lot of people. My mother, who's 95, swears she cannot eat without drinking with her meal, but you should not drink liquids with your meal which means the suggested or the recommendation is either drink 30 minutes before mm-hmm. or an hour after. Wow. For a lot of people, that's really, really hard. Now, I don't drink with my meals. And I find that in trying to follow that 30 minute before or hour after recommendation, my problem is I have to remember to drink after the hour wow. is up. And so what I have to do is set out a thermist of water where it's visible. So every time I go in the kitchen, I see it and remind myself, okay, have you had some water today? So that's my issue with it. But again, you might notice when you stop drinking with your food, your digestion is better. And so just some of the problems you described a minute ago, for some people that could be a result of them diluting their digestive juices by drinking with their meal rather than before or after. Right. Who would know? I would have never thought to do it because you think, oh my God, if you don't have water or something nearby, people think, oh, you're going to choke because exactly. it's something that's thick or it's something that, you know, it, you need the liquid to get it to, to go down a lot, of smooth, a lot smoother. But just like you said, digestive juices get diluted. I would have never thought about that. I would have never thought about that. I'm a person who always drinks with my meals or I've, I've heard, you know, some say, you know, like you were talking about drinking not necessarily 30 minutes earlier, but drinking before your meal so that you, you don't eat as much because your body thinks that it, it's full because exactly. of the liquid. Yeah. So there are so many things that, you know, you just didn't consider. I would have never thought that. I would have thought, oh, no, you got to have something to drink. So just in case you choke, you got the water right there. You know, I feel like I have to have it there. And so, yeah, just like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a change of mindset. 
It's just like you said, Maya, like Maya Angelou, like you said, when you know better, you do better. So if you know better and you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you don't even make the connection, like you said, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Now, in drinking more water, this is something else that may be a big change for a lot of people, but drinking more water. You take your weight, divide by two, whatever that number is, that's the number of ounces of water you should have every day. And for a lot of people, that may be a lot of water. <laughs> but the main thing is to drink it. That's right. That's right. You also want to limit your dairy products because, again, the government food plate shows dairy as 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 opposed to you know there's anything else or other alternatives but the reason i like the harvard plate is because it shows water mm. and so we need to drink more water and drink your water before or after your meal but drink your water now you mentioned a minute ago about the superfoods now it may have presented problems for you because it was something different for your body but if you can eat your superfoods, it's a good idea because it helps fight high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, obesity, and it helps strengthen your immune system, relieves allergies, and increases your energy and stamina. And I'm not sure what kind of superfoods you were used to eating. Right. I think what it was is a combination of certain things that that was causing, like I said, it was causing gas. And I mean, I just have to be transparent about it you know, it was really gassy for me and i think it was it was the combination of the mm -hmm. foods you know you know i maybe i didn't need to have the kale with the with the um i'm trying to think what else was in there they had the, the kale they had the uh cabbage mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um the broccoli and Thanks to naturally produce gas yes yeah and it was just, I had, it was just a combination of all of them together. I love the taste and everything else like that, but I was like, we, <laughs> but maybe I just have to have them separately and not necessarily together. And there are other things that are considered superfoods besides those that you mentioned, things like milled flaxseed, raw wheat germ and bee pollen. And there are other vegetables like sea vegetables that you might consider trying things like kelp and nori and spirulina. Wow. So there are other things that are out there that are options that you need to consider. Um, there are power foods like acai berry or blueberries or strawberries or pineapple, papaya, tomatoes and brown rice, garlic, broccoli, beans, nuts, seeds for illness prevention. And now that we're in flu season, you want to keep these things on hand, ginger, onion and garlic, cayenne thyme, lemons, green tea, and probiotics. And then last but not least, you want to consider keeping a food diary. Yeah. So you maybe kept a food diary in your head, but a lot of us need to write things down to keep track of what you eat and how certain foods make you feel. Yeah. That'll yeah. help you be able to make those connections that you really don't consider until you wonder, why is it when I eat this, I always have gas? Or why is it when I eat this, I always feel sluggish or tired or what have you? So a food diary is one way to help you keep track of those things. I think that that's a wonderful suggestion. And they have so many apps out there. You know, one of my favorite was my fitness pal, pal being able to put in your food and being able to see the breakdown of, you know, the foods that you're putting in and you can scan the foods in. And so things like that, apps like that, 
you know, like you said, food diaries just help to at least give you a clue as to what's happening uh, in your own um, body. And just like you said, your reactions to certain foods or certain combinations of foods, you know, having that diary handy is definitely something that's important. But the one thing that you say that I think is, is awesome when you talk about the, um, the Harvard Healthy Plate is that it doesn't have to be something newfangled. Like you said, it's, it's the, those are the basic building blocks and they've been around for years. The food pyramid has been around for years. And so it's not like we have to find something different and new. We just have to change our mindset about those basic things that, that um, you know, are available to us you know, regarding food, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, I know they have a lot of things with, with supplements and, and things like that. And so just touch briefly on, on, on your thoughts on supplements, you know, cause I know that a lot of the foods and the things that we eat typically have what we need in it, but you know, a lot of people are pushing those supplements. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you mentioned the word push and that's what a lot of people are doing. And so all supplements are not created equal. Mm -hmm. And, but because of what we're eating, how we're eating, we do find that we need to supplement mm -hmm. our diets with other things, but you need to look at the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. You need to look at how much is really in the product. Is it pure? Is it all, you know, vitamin B12 and nothing else? Are there preservatives and colors and additives added back into those? So again, be careful of the supplement. Mm. Is it just the latest, greatest that's out there or something that your mama or your cousin or your sister's selling? Right. Or, you know, <laughs> right. What, what is the supplement? Right, right. So a lot of it starts though, basically with making sure that you uh, stay in touch with your um, physician as well before you start anything, uh, you know. But I guess, would it be good to do the start the food diary you know, for a certain length of time and then go with that in hand to your doctor or your nutritionist or your, you know, health specialist before you start something? What should the Absolutely. process be? Absolutely. And again, they can help you make some connections that you might not even be aware of, but you also need to know, are there interactions between let's say, especially if you're on medication, mm -hmm. are there interactions between the medication I'm on and the supplement that I want to take? Wow. So that's very important that you go to your doctor or your, you know, your, your health specialist armed with the information so that they can put, they can connect the pieces, they can connect the dots. Right, right. Because if they don't know what you're eating and you're just saying, I just don't feel well, they have to just go based on the surface information that they have or or the blood work or anything else. And there may be some other things or that yet you're doing on the side that you're not sharing with them. So, you know, we definitely want to talk about the importance of letting them know, because most doctors will ask you, you know, what, what medications or supplements are you taking? Because that is giving them a hint as to, you know, what you're putting in your body. And then if they ask you about your diet, if they have that, if you go equipped, they can best help you to, you know, get some of those things that that are, are confusing or things that are bothering you better resolved if they know the information so you know we have to definitely know the information for ourselves we have to like you said be be uh, vigilant in reading those labels and knowing what we're putting into our bodies and listening to our bodies when they're telling us that something isn't going right or or feeling right so that, that way you know we we're, we're you know, building better eating habits that will last 
for a lifetime. And I think that's what's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that information. And like you said, outside of the, go on outside of the perimeter, when you're going shopping, making those food lists, you know, referring to that food pyramid, making sure that that our plate looks the way it should and not the way we want it to look. <laughs> and that we're, we're really, uh, you know, taking a stand or taking an active part in, in our health you know, and then coupling that with the, with the uh, fitness aspect, we're going to get to a space that's going to um, optimize our health. And so I appreciate you coming on, uh, Janet, and talking about the importance of those building blocks and, and giving us some pointers and some things to look forward to. And um, as is customary, of course, again, on the How Now podcast, Tell us how you're living in the now. What are some things that you are doing to navigate in this COVID space, in this space that we're in right now? Well, I'm very fortunate that I do twice a week energy sessions, 30 minutes each mm -hmm. with a certified healing specialist, Ron Ampey. And he uses Tong Ren, mm -hmm. which is an energy healing therapy based on the premise that illness is related to blockages in the body. Tong Ren uses universal energy to remove those blockages and to restore the body's natural ability to heal. Yeah. That helps keep me grounded and focused, like I said, at least twice a week. Nice. I also talk to a therapist and a lot of us think you have to be crazy if you're talking to a therapist. Yeah. But my therapist, Lori, helps keep me focused as well. And I meet with her once a week. And she definitely helps keep me in the now. Yeah. now if you don't want to talk to a professional therapist, you might have a clergy member or a family member or a friend who you can trust with your secrets. Right. But talk to somebody because that can help keep you, it'll help unclutter your mind and help yeah. truly keep you in the now. Yes. Now, mental health can also be improved through exercise, things like yoga, chiropractic treatment, mm -hmm. massage, acupuncture, and some people just keep a journal, something as simple as keeping a journal. Right. I also do aromatherapy, and my favorite right now are cinnamon and spice, just yeah. having that throughout the house. And that just breathing that in just definitely calms me down automatically. Yeah. And last but not least, prayer and meditation. We cannot yeah. forget truly the basics of prayer and meditation and just taking time for you and you and God to refocus yourself yeah. and to calm yourself down. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, everyone has a different way in which to to um, center and recenter and realign themselves. And, and that's beautiful because it looks different for everyone. But, you know, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And that's what I love about the show as well, because we can share the ways in which we are, are grounding ourselves. And that helps others, people who may not have heard of energy healing now are introduced to that. And that's something they can go back and say, well, I don't know what that is. So let me go and look that up. Let me Google that. Let me see what that's about. And that's, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to create the platform where people can, can figure out, like you said, how they're going to live in this now and in this season. So thank you for sharing that with us as well. That, uh, you know, gives us something else to think about. That gives us food for thought. 
not just food for our bodies, but like you said, food for our spirit and our minds. So do you have any other parting words for our guests before we close things out and find out how they can get in contact with you? Let me just leave you with a couple of things. One is you've heard of the 10 commandments. Well, I have 12 commandments for health. Yes. And we've talked about one drinking more water, exercise at least three times a week. Or if you have a dog, like I do, that could be three times a day. <laughs> Get more fresh air and sunshine. That's the one thing that's good about having a dog, because if I didn't have a dog, I might not exercise at all, at least outside, but you want to get more fresh air and sunshine. We were talking a little bit offline about sleeping and how much sleep we need, our bodies need, but you want to get at least seven to eight hours, definitely no less than six. Right. We talked about prayer and meditation, loving yourself, showing love to others, living life with purpose, yeah. have an attitude of gratitude, mm. avoid toxic people, avoid toxic emotions. Our thoughts and feelings are considered to be the nutrition of our minds. Mm. And, and though thoughts and emotions directly reflect, influence, I'm sorry, influence the mind, which in turn affects the body. Carol Truman, author of Feelings Buried Alive Never Die, said that disease in any form is a natural consequence of unresolved negative feelings that have been forgotten, ignored, or buried. It's been said that 90% of all physical problems have psychological roots, and that's a conservative estimate. Mm. Mm. So everything that we experience, whether it's acne, arthritis, headaches, heart disease, cold sores, or cancer are influenced by our emotions. Mm. Again, to put things in perspective, imagine that somebody you're holding a grudge with. Now, if you think about that, we're actually binding that person to us. Mm. So just picture dragging the person around who you have the grudge with they're not being hurt. It only hurts you. It's like drinking poison and expecting the person who hurt you to die. Right. Right. Wow. wow. One last thing I want, I want to leave you guys with is to be patient because change takes time, but change is a choice. And someone wrote this many years ago, the author is unknown, but it says choices. I choose to live by choice, not by chance, to make changes, not excuses, to be motivated, not manipulated, to be useful, not used, to excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity, to listen to my inner voice, not the random opinion of others. I choose to be me. Beautiful. Choose to be you. And that's how we are living in the now. Okay, now before we wrap things up, and again, I love that, the 12 commandments of health. And I mean, each one of them touches on an aspect of, again, not just our physical body, but our mind and our spirit as well. And, and that's how we want to live. That's how we want to navigate in this space. And that will help us to be able to get past the points of fear and uncertainty and get us to a space 
of, of learning and educating ourselves so that we grow, so that we can reach back and help others along the way. And so wonderful things to, to uh, tap into. So please tell my guests how they can get in contact with you. Well, you can reach me, first of all, through healthynewlife at yahoo.com. Send me an email. Or you can go to uh, naturalpathway.com to look at my website. Those are the best ways to get in touch with me because I will respond. Okay, so naturalpathways.com, www.naturalpathways.com. And then Healthy New Life is your um is the website i mean is your email yes and that's spelled n-u not n-e-w but healthy n-u life okay and that's that at yahoo.com okay at yahoo.com i'll make sure we have that down and we'll make sure that 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 goes into the description when the show airs so healthy new life healthy n-u life at yahoo.com that's correct. And the email is, I mean, the website is www.naturalpathways.com. So again, Janet, thank you for joining me today and for helping us to establish some of those building blocks and habits that are going to help us change our lives and that are going to help us to continue in our quest for temple living because our body is a temple and there's a temple unto God, just as you said. So again, thank you for being with me. I so appreciate it. I love you. Oh, thank <laughs> I wish you, you so the much. best in this, in this new year and nothing but abundance in all that you seek to do. And so that will wrap up things again for us for another episode of How Now, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until the next time I see you, I say peace.